ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Five Mics coming to you today live and direct. The idea of manhood, episode nine. We're in the building. Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. I'm extra excited today. One, because it's episode nine. And that means we've been doing this for nine weeks. Nine weeks strong. This just started. If this is your first episode, the idea of manhood is just how it sounds. We're just talking about issues, everyday issues, from the perspective of a regular guy. And that's me. Um, But what makes this episode extra special today is that uh, we have my wife with us in the studio. Uh, We have have Danielle in the building. Um, This is our second take. And uh, for those that follow me, knows that I don't do second takes, okay? (laughs) I I do one takes. (laughs) I do one takes. And now she's in here talking about cut. (laughs) Cut? (laughs) What what are you talking? We don't do cuts, okay? This isn't like anxiety, nervousness, attack. Let me finish your introduction, okay? (laughs) Calm down, sit back, and relax. I'm just gonna sit in my my cabernet. See? See what I'm talking about? This is this is that relationship stuff that you that you gotta deal with. Compromise. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, we're really excited. I'm really excited to have Danielle here. Um, a lot of you have asked about, you know, are you gonna have guests? Are you gonna have guests? And of course, I have a list of people I want to invite, just friends, people that I know uh, that'll be really interesting to talk to. But I didn't want to have anybody here first but my wife like this is you know i'm a husband i'm a father and i wouldn't be any of those things without her and so ladies and gentlemen give me the give you the full introduction it's danielle my wife she's awesome and what would you like to say thank you for having me it's wonderful it's awesome i'm in the lab in the studio um (laughs) i'm chilly (laughs) um yeah i am I don't know. What do you say? The husband, the father, the MC. Mm-hmm. I'm the mom. <laughs> um, Why you put mom first? The wife should oh, be first, sorry. son. Uh, see, Look, no, see, here's the problem. The mom. This is the problem right here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, Danielle, I'm excited to be here. This will be fun. I'm excited to see what what'll happen. Just authentically. In air quotes. Right. So, no, it's not air quotes. It's real authenticism, okay? Because I don't don't know (laughs) if that's a word. word. But listen, like, the whole thing about this show is that I, whenever I've done any of my previous episodes, I don't do cuts. I don't do takes. If I mess up, I mess up. If I say something wrong, I admit it and we just keep on moving. So, um, and Danielle, just our personalities is, you know, she's all about perfection and she wants things to look a certain way and feel a certain way. And I'm not, you know, but that's real life and that's reflective of our relationship. So, um, we're so, I'm so thankful. I say we, like I have a, like I have a production team, me, <laughs> me so excited to have, uh, <laughs> me so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to have, uh, Danielle here. And just thank you for listening. So the, the format's going to stay the same. We have the I'm Tired segment. We have the Hip Hop Minute. And then Danielle and I are just going to talk. Like, just kind of how we're doing now. We're just going to talk 
about ourselves and our relationships and, and our relationship and what works and what doesn't and just see where it goes. No script. I just told Danielle that we're doing this about five minutes ago. Um, and so... And for those who don't know me, that doesn't work well with me. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> That's why this is our second take. Uh, but no, we're going we're gonna to have a good time. So thank you for tuning in. We might have a longer episode today, but that's okay. Tune in, spread the word. And it's the Idea of Five Mics, episode nine. Special guest. Yes. Danielle. Danielle in the building. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah. All right, and we're back. DJ Easy. Let me stop. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, all right, same format. So, like I said, Danielle is here. My wife is here. Um, And we're going to go right into the I'm Tired segment. Um, For those of this, your first time listening. I'm Tired is is just a segment based on a poem that I did probably like 10 years ago now. I'm tired of the five songs on the radio. Right. (laughs) I did this poem, like, literally, I was like 12 when I first did this poem. But um, I did this piece where I was just talking about things I'm tired of and um, so this segment is reflective of that and what I'm tired of this week is um, just in in your personal dealings in your friendship dealings at work professionally you know the different aspects of yourself when you might be the most rational person you might be Someone that is calm, cool, and collected. You might be someone that's, you know, professional. And you engage with people as such with respect and, you know, a certain level of just, you know, okay, we're having a conversation and you just engage with people in that way. Um, Let's say you have a disagreement and someone pops off at you and they, you know, take it to another level. Now, they're used to you. Being and I'm I'm let me, I'm gonna make this specific. Me, y'all hear me on five mics. People that know me know that I'm pretty direct, right? Uh, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, pretty direct, yeah. and you know I if I feel it, I say it. If I see something, I say something, and that's just how I've learned to be. I haven't always been like that. I was shy. I was quiet. I was, and still, sometimes to this day, like I, if it's not worth it, I'll just let it rock. Um, but sometimes people take your silence or your kindness or your compassion for weakness. So a, a lot of times in my life, I don't know if this is everybody, I don't know what it is, but for me, a lot, because I'm such a nice guy, quote, <laughs> air quotes, your laugh was way too is hard. Is it at a, like a professional setting or like a, what are you? Yeah, professional, this has happened to me in professional settings. It's happened to me with friends. You know, because I engage with people in a certain way until, mm. right? Until. And it's always like a certain way until. And I'll engage with you. Okay, cool. Oh, I have a disagreement. But what I'm tired of is when people take that uh, leeway to engage with you with disrespect or to belittle you or demean you in their speech. And then when you flip it on them, when you give them what they're giving you, it's like, oh, oh no. Your hand. <laughs> oh, why? You hurt my feeling. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when the a-hole mic comes out. I try not to curse so we don't curse on the show. 
Because some people, I don't curse. kids listen, I do. I do. you I have, a, you know, we, I do too. <laughs> so I try not to curse. If a curse slips out, I just have to let iTunes know so they can put me in the oh, dirty section. Right, right. Okay. Or else they'll cut my podcast off. So, so no if you like, curse. No, like Florida Evans? <laughs> no, we can say damn. Oh, okay. okay. I just had to put on there that it's PG instead of Y7. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, people, you know, they they take it there, and then when you meet them where they're at, then they want to be like, ah. So I'm tired of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of, like, just people taking advantage of your kindness or your niceness or taking advantage of your position. So say you're in a position where, you know, whether it's at work or whether you're a part of the PTA or your kid's baseball soccer team and you're in a position where you can't really go off the handle and they know that and they push your buttons and they're pushing their buttons and they push 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 and then when you come up like hold on son like yo you're not going to talk to me like that one two let me tell you about yourself since you feel the need to tell me about myself let me tell you about you then they're going to be like oh no uh, why do you talk to me in such ways i hate that i really really hate that and that that seems to happen to me a lot. Whereas, like, people push me, and then whenever I push back, it's like, oh, you're such an a-hole. You're so mean. You're so nasty. When so the, you have, like, a woman's voice. Is that, like, women are doing that to oh, you? Oh, wow. Other That's men, very perceptive. Or, like... I mean, I think it's happened with women and men. It's mostly women, though, to be very honest. Mm. I work with mostly women, though. You know, so education, it is what it is, you know. Um... But yeah, like that, that's a very that's, that's perceptive of you. Thank you. Let me say, <laughs> oh no, why did you say that to me? <laughs> um, but no, that's that's what I'm tired of. That that bothers me a lot. That was good. That was good. Um, what? I'm not gonna laugh. I'm not laughing. It was good. <laughs> you tired? I don't know. Um, oh all right. Well, I'll just jump in here. Mine is really quick. Yours is kind of long. <laughs> um, my I'm tired is. I'm tired when I go into the store, grocery store, Target, wherever I am, and people that are aimlessly walking oh in the middle God. of the aisle. That was one of my untires. It but was one of your untires. But this just, it happened to me a bunch of times this week. I was at Target. I was at Giant. I was mm. like, oh my God, get out of the way. Why are you right here? Like, I'm trying to go around you. Now you're walking in like circles. <laughs> now you're walking in you're diagonal. Walking from like <laughs> one side of the aisle to the other side of the aisle. So that's what I am. Can I add up. to that? Let me add to that. I hate when you're walking. This happens to me every single morning on the Metro or the Mark, public transportation. And you're walking, right? And you're walking on a platform. So the platform is wide. Right. Like you have right. space. But there's always someone, a woman. Don't do it. <laughs> there's always a woman who feels the need. Like, I know a woman, you have your swag, you're swishing your butt, and you're like, ooh, look at me, I'm sexy, I got my purse, I got my heels. What? Like, why, why, why do you feel the need to, like, walk like the female version of Fred Sanford or George Jefferson <laughs> like down like you're walking you're like ooh look at me I'm gonna do a whole sachet on the walkway and like your arm is like I, you can't see me but my arm is like say I'm I don't even I can't even describe it but like there's such a swing of the arm that you can't walk <laughs> around them you can't walk into them because then they're gonna need you know punch you in the place like it's just so what? much going on Who are you talking about? 
it's just too much. Who are you encountering? No, like, this happens all the time. Fellas, I know you understand. Like, why do you have to walk like a marching band majorette? That's exactly what it is. It's like a majorette. You're like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like, why are you walking like, what is the Hampton Honeys? I don't know. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> the Golden Girls, VCU. I don't, Virginia State. I don't know what it is. That's so funny. But that's what I'm tired of. Um, all right, well, I have, you have another... Metro story. I'm tired. This is very, very relevant of the train situation that's happening right now with the Washington D.C. Metro and oh gosh, it's just trains are shutting down. It's it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So I'm tired of that. And um, yeah. Oh, you know what? One more thing. Why that I'm tired of oh. on the Metro. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm tired. When you get on the train, there's no need for you to have your bag in the seat. Oh, there are a million people. I wish I had a gunshot. <laughs> there are a million people who want to sit down. So move your bag, sir or ma'am, so other people can sit down. Okay, thank you. I'm done. All the people that reserve a seat for their bag, you're not going to go to hell you're just gonna go to a very warm room in heaven because okay. there, you just you, there you can't you shouldn't do that like you shouldn't have a bag in the seat when there's people standing in rush hour. Okay, all right. So we've exhausted that. Thank you. Uh, that's the I'm tired segment. We're coming back next with the hip hop minute. Thank you. This is is five mics and it's Danny D in the building. <laughs> all right, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, all right. Oh, if you're just tuning in, where we have a special guest here. We have my wife, Danielle, in the building, heading over to the Hip Hop Minute. I know nothing about it. All right. <laughs> you know about these people. I can't, you know, I, I have to keep it like generationally appropriate. Like, I can't just talk about Fetty Wap and, and, and Migos. Right. I, know that one. I can't talk about Migos and, and, and all these folks. I'm going to keep it a little balanced. So, the hip hop minute today, talking about a couple crazy things and cool things happening. So, I don't want to spend any more time than necessary on this. But this week, Keith Murray and uh, Fredro Starr, remember wow, them? Wow, wow, from you, the 90s. You remember those guys, right? Most beautifulest thing. And I Onyx. I in college at JMU on my voicemail. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Don't ever tell anyone that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, ever again. Uh, they had a hip-hop battle. They had a, a rap battle. What? Yes. That face that you just made is exactly what happened when they met. Um, Keith Murray was definitely high on every drug. Oh, that's unfortunate. Whatever drug you can imagine there to be, he was on it. Um, which within itself, hey, do you, you're an old man. But, I mean, if you're going to come try to battle, he was, like, starting rhymes over and over again, repeating himself. He was trying to push Fredro's star. Fredro was, like, clear and ready to go. His vein his neck was popping. Like, he was ready. Um, but it was just really embarrassing. So, just Google Keith Murray Fredro, and it'll come up and mm. just watch your childhood die if you feel like it. He was on Brandy's, uh, Moesha. Yeah, he was, like, the, <laughs> the thug boyfriend. <laughs> Right. He's like, yo, yo, we said his neck would be like popping. Um, next. Okay. People, this, people never agree with me on this. And I was just talking to Drea about this last week. Our friend Drea, who I mentioned before. Hey. Hey, Drea. Uh, Joe Budden. You know I'm a Joe Budden fan. Yes. 
You know, I, I, I've been riding with Joe Budden from the Pump It Up days in 2004. Uh, I, I've always thought he was a great lyricist. I know he's had issues with, with drugs and with substance abuse, and he had his very public relationship on hip-hop wives. I don't love hip-hop. I don't know. One of them things I don't watch. Um, and he has an album coming out, and the album is called All Love Lost. I heard a snippet of the album, and I'm telling you, I've only I've only come up here and talked about a couple albums. This album sounds amazing. Okay. I mean, he's actually rhyming. There's actual beats. There's actual, you know, Joe Budden doesn't do 16 bars. He does 80 bars at a time. So just real good rap music that's coming out. Um, this week, I think it drops for next week. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross has an album coming out. I do love Ricky Rose. Rose had a mixtape that came out two weeks ago called oh, Black. Okay. You did not know that. You Don't did. I told me. you about that. You don't <laughs> be listening. He had a mixtape come out <laughs> called Black Dollar. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It was so funny. <laughs> okay. Black <laughs> Dollar. Like the Black Dollar. Oh, get it now. Okay. What did you think? I don't know. <laughs> So he had the he had the mixtape and the mixtape is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like Oh, that's why he was on the radio a couple oh of like God. days ago. I was yes. like, why is he on here? Right. Okay. So he had the mixtape and so he's following the mixtape, but he's just giving that out. He's following mm-hmm. up the mixtape with an album mm-hmm. that's coming out in December. Mm. It's a long time. They don't usually do that long. But he released a single this week. That's why he's been on the radio. He was on Angie Ann. She was on Charlemagne and The Breakfast mm. Club. He was with all these folks. He released a single with your boy Chris Brown. I love Chris Brown. It's okay, Mike knows. Uh, right. <laughs> Chris Brown and Rose have a single called I'm Sorry. Mm. Called I'm okay. sorry. Nice. I wish I could play music on here because I, I play a little snippet. And uh, this is the first time folks are saying the first time that Chris Brown is actually in music uh, saying something about, you know, his relationship with Rihanna. Like he's saying, like he's really saying, you know, some things like <laughs> seem to be actual factual things about what he's sorry about. Who knows? Oh, good. Too much, too much. Hey, you know what? We all want Chris Brown to succeed. I want him to succeed, but he, I don't know. I just want him to do better. Just, I don't know. Well, I mean, if he gets a hand on this, (laughs) everybody wants to, you know, he's a gangster. He's going to have his his blood come see us. Virginia in the house. Hey, love you, Chris. Um, So they have, they have a single. The album's coming out in December. Um, Next is, what does that say? Oh, oh, Talib Kweli. Oh, Remember him? It's like all the old school. You yeah. did that for me. I thought you were going to talk about that new guy that you told me about. Who? I don't know. Tiller. Oh, bro. I talked about him last week. Oh, you don't listen, listen to yet. my podcast. I, I do. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't You're not supportive of my dreams. <laughs> I didn't. I listen. I just didn't listen last week. Uh, you're not supportive of my dreams. And I don't want to be on the metro. I got to be on my game. Fellas. If your lady's not supportive <laughs> of your dreams, you gotta, no, um, yeah, I talked about Bryson last week. I won't bring him up again because oh, some sorry. people uh, don't agree with my take of his album. I think it's phenomenal. But Talib Kweli and Ninth Wonder, who's the DJ from uh, Little Brother. Lost me. Oh, God, it's too much. Go sit down. Uh, Ninth Wonder, everybody knows Ninth Wonder if you know him. They, they collaborated for an album. It's called Indie 500. 
and it's coming out this week, I think, this week or next week. So just stay tuned for that. Um, and last, I know this is like hip-hop five minutes. Last thing, for the young people, for the youth, for the youth then, uh, cat named Rory. Everybody's heard about Rory. I think he was on the freshman cover this year in XXL, uh, dude out of Atlanta, independent dude. People are calling him the new Andre 3000. Oh. They're saying he's eclectic, that he has rhymes, that he's doing it for the people. He's, you know, working with some college cats. And he released a single this week. Can't remember the name of it. I'm not a good journalist. But it's with Big Crit. Y'all know Big Crit? You don't. I'm no, sure you don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but yeah, he has a single with Big Crit that's just ridiculous. So check those out. So that's the Hip Hop Minute. Danielle, you have anything to say about R&B? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was real funny. That was, have real, that was a real guttural <laughs> laugh. Does Tamia have an album coming out? I love Tamia. No, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you. Oh, God, I'm sweating. It's hot in here. <laughs> Let's take off our clothes. Okay, stop. Okay, too, too much. absolutely <laughs> too not. Much? Okay. Uh, all right, we'll be right back with the main idea. Hold tight. Okay. Okay. Oh, and we're back. All right. Um, the main idea, hold on. This is just a real moment. Danielle and I are watching football right now. Um, fantasy football people for those that had Andre Johnson now he wants to play okay after I just dropped him he ain't score a point in the last three weeks now he, <laughs> want, now he wants to catch touchdowns okay <sighs> sorry um, the main idea today so the main segment today it feels like we had a main idea already but no this is the real the real main idea today and we're talking about just big picture relationships and so you know for the first few episodes We've been, I've been, you know, just getting you accustomed to me, some of my perspectives, and just my thoughts on a lot of different things. Um, and so for this conversation too, Danielle is gonna join us again. I've already, she already knows that. Um, but we thought it was important to just talk about relationships from our perspective as a married couple. We've been married for 13 years. Uh, we dated in college and and made it through that period of time afterwards and got married and, been, you know, had two kids and, you know, so, and we're still in the streets. We still, you know, have a certain sense of, <laughs> no, we're not in the streets anymore. Uh, not really. Okay. All right. We're in the house. I okay. <laughs> we're in the house. But when we get in the streets, we know what to Turn do. up. Okay. Um, no, but no, so. No, you feel old to say turn up. Yeah, we can say turn up. Actually, yeah. turn up is going away. What? So I think it's perfect for us to say turn off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the kids are like, mm, mm, mm. What's that new word? It's lit. That's what I put on it. Lit? It's lit. It's lit. Oh, oh God, no. That's so dumb. Okay. Um, so, I mean, the, the thing is that, you know, Danielle and I, we got married young. You know, we got married. We were you make it like we were 16. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, in these days and times, I no, mean. No, yeah, we were. Tw- I was 25. Yeah, and I was 24. And you were 24. Like, that's... We were babies. We didn't know it at the time. We didn't feel like we were, well, but... was I 23? No, I was 24. You were 24. And, you know, we have friends now that are 30, 35, 40 that, that are just getting married now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we got married, I think maybe off the top of my head, I can only think of, in our circle of friends, two other couples that got married around us, right? Like, that were in our um, direct circle. Yeah, one that had 
just gotten mm. married and then right. like one or two that were getting yeah right mm-hmm. so it was like the three couples like we you know all kind of got married around the same time all kind of had kids around the same time yeah and now i guess because you know when you're in college when you go to college you you connect with the younger folks in college i was in a fraternity and have young bros that are now getting married and we're seeing a lot of our friends we went through a low where we didn't go to a wedding for years eight years we didn't go to one wedding no a lot of baby showers yeah and then this year um between september october and november it's like five weddings that we're going to um you know and so it's a great thing you know crazy enough danielle's dad just got remarried Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so we've seen young, we've seen old, we've seen everything in between. And, you know, I just thought it would be helpful, just just a different perspective to to hear about a relationship, uh, to hear about our relationship in our own words and just what we, words of advice, I guess, that we might give to couples and young couples, to old couples getting married or remarried and just kind of what worked for us, you know, things that we... Hey, things that worked for us, things that we had to try and fail at and things that we had to, you know, succeed at and fail at. So just that's the conversation. We don't have a script here. We are not reading off of anything. You know, like I said, we're just being authentic in the moment and and talking. So something that we always tell the young couples a lot of times, you know, I'm like the godfather of my fraternity, like old school. <laughs> and they come to me like, you know, big brother Michael, what do you, what advice do you have for? And the thing I always tell folks is like, the wedding doesn't matter. It matters. F the wedding. It matters. The wedding means absolutely nothing. It's a party. It's a party. It's food and drinks that really you should be saving that money to do something different. But okay, whatever. But you want to entertain it, people. It matters in the sense of you're like celebrating your relationship, celebrating your love with your family, your friends. So I mean, it's the party, and think about it. It's like the biggest party that we've had ever. I mean, maybe, maybe. Have I could have had. had a, a, have we had it? Any more epic party? No. I could have done a house party with a little bit smaller with, budget. With what? With what? Ribs and hamburgers? <laughs> Absolutely not. Negative. No, I mean, I'm saying, I mean, okay. What I'm saying is that I've seen a lot of couples that kill themselves right. and start from a deficit. Yes, yes. As a result of the wedding. Like, they're at each other, people are at each other's throat. Before they even jump the broom or walk down the aisle, right? Agree. You've seen that? Yeah, yeah. Right? And then you've seen weddings where it's like, it's a big show. Like, it's a carnival. Like, it's mm-hmm. monkeys doing <laughs> tricks down the aisle and, and like, ooh, I almost, almost cursed. And iTunes almost got divorced me. divorced in and they don't, few years. And then they don't make it. Right. And so, you know, not saying that one is raised, not saying that if you have a big wedding, you're going to get divorced, but I think our number one advice, piece of advice is, you know, the wedding, you know, is more important to women than men, I guess, maybe that's a big statement, but I think that my advice is focus less on the wedding and more on the relationship. Because during those months of planning and preparing for the wedding, you know, things, you know, there's a dynamic. Like, you go from just being a happy couple and going out together, eating together, drinking together, and doing whatever you do, to, like, now you have to plan something together. Mm-hmm. And it, t- it goes from, like, 
a friend relationship to a business relationship. Like that's the business. The wedding is like the business merging, the two businesses merging together, right? So, I mean, I had fun planning our wedding and it was fun. You know, you like have a vision, you see that vision through and see that vision out. Um, that was not me that made that noise. <laughs> I'm drinking, okay? I'm having a drink. People might think what? I had like a mouth please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The iTunes, the iTunes word. You can't say queef on iTunes, okay? I don't know. But guy, we said it twice. <laughs> You're going to come up here, get my podcast taken away from That's, me. Okay. iTunes, I have nothing word? to do with right, that. Well, I don't know. Black that out. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> what was I getting ready to say? Yeah, you so, I mean, I had fun planning the wedding. I think, you know, you see people in there good and they're bad at that moment. But it also, you know, hopefully if you know the person, you would know, like, the type of person that they are and... You know, the writings would kind of be on the wall if it's gonna, they'll be bridezilla or groomzilla or whatever. And it's not just brides that become bridezilla. It is. It's not. Uh, name me one groomzilla. I mean, I don't know. You don't know it. You don't I don't know, know but I can't speak in affirmatives that it's all brides. It is. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe there's a guy somewhere that just really planned for his wedding since he was a kid. It's, it's not. It doesn't even sound right. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, we're different. We're different people. But, you know, our visions came together for what we wanted for our wedding. Um, did our visions come together? Or did your vision come together? I mean, you had, like, it wasn't like I was like, this is what we're going to do right here, right now. Okay, it was, right. Um, Fair enough. Fair you enough. know, we talked about it. and Fair enough. No, you know, it was very... You know, I'm not the one that's like, no. I've had this vision of Cinderella since I was six, and I'm gonna come in and float down the aisle and cascade in from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have all that. So it was just very much a. No, I no. I'm front. It, it definitely was. We definitely our wedding actually our wedding actually was very low stress for both of us. I think. I yeah. mean, we were both like young. We were both new to our careers. It might have been because we didn't have any money. <laughs> we were dead broke. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. In comparison to some of the weddings we've been to, we're like, yo, well, where did we get this money from? You know, both of our parents were still. Both sets of our parents were still definitely working, you know, didn't have expendable amounts of cash just ready to pay for us to have ponies and stuff. So, um, but that that's a good point. But there was a free open bar. We did have a free open bar. If you don't, okay, oh, wedding 101. If you have don't, a wedding. Don't do that. No, I'm going <laughs> to do it. If you have a wedding and you don't offer drinks to your guests, there is another warm room in heaven reserved for you and your <laughs> partner. If you have me come to your wedding, we sit in the church, it's hot, you know, you put on good music, and I go to the bar, and they're like, uh, would you like lemon iced tea or spritzer? No, well, don't know, do that. You can, because it is expensive to have an open don't bar. Have a ca- no, but I you can have a cash. Hey, I did not say open. But some places, it costs money to even just have that bartender there. It, uh, and okay. you have to use, like, their alcohol, and it becomes this whole thing. So, like, it's not okay. as easy and cheap as you would think it would I be. I guess. I guess. Just take a flask and be Exactly. Done. <laughs> Which I've done many times. Oh, my um, God. Oh, my So, God. do you think this that... 
<laughs> do you think that like how people interact in preparation for their wedding is reflective of the type of person they're gonna be in the marriage? So like if you have a bridezilla, if you have if you have a dude that's like I don't care. If you have a dude, so the the two dichotomies are you have a bridezilla, it's like my way or the highway, we're gonna do this and everything needs to be perfect. And then you have a groom that's kind of like, mm, I don't care, your show, mm, oh, whatever. Is that going to bleed over into the marriage? Does it have the potential to do that, you think? Yeah, I think it has the potential. I don't know if it has to, but I think it has the potential. Um, some people carry hostilities over. And, yeah, yep. I've seen know, it. I've seen it. Folks don't help out the way mm-hmm. one person envisions and the one person doesn't say anything. And then it becomes. And then you like, get mother in laws involved, and then that's a whole nother situation happening there. All I'm saying is this weddings don't matter, okay? The marriage matters. Long after the pictures fade away and the DVDs don't work anymore. And oh, let me. Can we? No, we, we're not gonna talk about our photographer. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, no. So the next thing is this. So um, speaking of wedding, speaking of you know getting things together in preparation for your marriage, do you think? Uh, what do we think about exes? What do we do as we prepare? To get, get married. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I mean I'm saying like, do you have to be? You got something to say, B? <laughs> do you have to be intentional? Be like, yo, I'm calling all my exes tonight, and I'm saying, yo, don't call me, lose my number, yo, burn this, don't ever, you know, is it that, or is it just like, hey, I'm making a decision right now not to engage with them, not to whatever. So I think it depends on like the ex, like you know, some exes are like just die hard they're just gonna go in like no no it should be me <laughs> you're gonna come back i'm gonna put you baby back. no what's that from what's that from <laughs> i don't know what baby no martin oh, <laughs> different world Dwayne wade oh, your whitley inflection wasn't right that's that's what he said he said baby no no lost me all right <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think it just depends on the ex, and you don't want to be like Victor Cruz's girl, like... Oh, wow, current events. That's a little much for me, but, you know, hey, whatever. I think that, yeah, I, I think that for guys, I think for guys, I think you have to be intentional about some of your exes. Some of them. Maybe not all. You don't want to call up your high school girlfriend, unless, you know, whatever, but I think that... For, you know, for that person or for those people in your past that were close and, you know, whatever. I think you have to make that call. I was talking with someone recently about uh, a friend of mine got a call. A friend of ours got a call uh, from a dude that she was kicking it with. That she was hanging out with, you know, somewhat platonic, maybe a little bit more. And, you know, the dude hit her up on some old love potion, boys to men, it's so hard to say goodbye, and was like, you know, I gotta tell you something, you know, hey, I'm getting married next week, or, you know, I'm getting married next month, and, you know, the friend asked, like, yo, what is this about, is this normal? Are you making this up? 
No, it's, are you serious? It's a real story. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. See what I'm doing? My God. Okay. No, this is a real story. It's a real, like, legit. I thought I told you about this. No, okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and, and, and so they were like, you know, what is this about? Like, what do you call for? Like, is this normal? And I just told her that I think for guys, there's something about the ways that guys connect with women or people in their past that you have to make that hard cut. Well, right. I mean, I think it depends, like, were you dating the person before for, like, five years? Or you date, like, this, like, a one-night stand? Like, what was it that... Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on the type of ex. It depends on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a hard and fast rule, but yeah, I, I think some of those people you do have to like be very intentional. Like, listen. And in 2015, or anywhere from 2003 to 2015, this social media got people rap. Oh, look at this! I'm sorry. This is just me being the moment. Andre Johnson wants to score two touchdowns today. You already said that. But I'm looking at the stat right now. He has 70. So basically, he has 30 points on fantasy, and last week he has zero. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, I just I'm think. Go pick him up off the line. Stop. I think that you. I think it's just important that guys, you got to think about that. You can't just assume that because you're getting married that your exes or your friends or your jump offs or side chicks or whatever are just going to respect the fact that, oh, you know, he's getting married, so I'm going to leave him alone. That's not necessarily the case, right? Yeah. All right, so um, last tip, last tip or last discussion piece is um, they say that marriages, once you get married, you're in a relationship, that the first year, the first three years are the most important, right? What are the most important elements of that of those foundational years what do you think the most important elements of those beginning years so um i don't know if this is a foundational element or not but i think you have to be each other's best friend Um, Uh uh-oh what? <laughs> oh, just people don't like that. People really? Don't, yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. Oh. I thought everybody was best friends with their husband and wife, but they're not. Oh. Huh. There, there's actually a movement. I mean, I know people who don't like that. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I think, you know, best friends may sound too corny, but, yeah, like, you have to it. be, um, you know, be able to go shopping and watch football and, and, you know, not go out of your way if these aren't things that you want to do or like to do, but... You, you know, do have to go out of your way. I, I mean, but, like, we were talking to, like, the general public, and that's not everybody's reality, so... I mean, like, if you don't like football, you know, I read where some ladies say, you know, I hate football, I don't want to learn it, I don't want to understand it... I grew up watching football, loving football, and so it works very easily. But for some, you know, they use that opportunity to go and hang out, have dinner with their girlfriends, or do whatever. No. Um, that's fine. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think having that friendship, it doesn't have to be best friends, but you have a friendship and likability and like the person. Sometimes it seems like people that are married don't even like each other. Say it. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said. No, I mean, that, that that's my biggest point. And what I always tell 
young folks is like just just like each other like configure yourself and your lives so that you're with each other in different situations um and so at the beginning i really think that you're gonna have to do things that you don't want to do you're going to have to you know fellas you're gonna have to spend a couple hours in the mall sitting in the little husband section you know ladies you're gonna have to you know cuddle up on the couch and and buy a fake jersey from ebay and and watch football because it's all about time for me i think it's like all about spending time one of the you want the time to be quality time so like if it's not your thing and you're just sitting there like rolling your eyes looking to the side like i mean i don't think that you need to be there you can find other things that are your thing not at the beginning though you have to be there you have to suck that up no you don't need to be with them 24 7 no not not necessarily 24 7 but if it's something that's important to them so like I I can't think of a a, a similar example, but like if say this guy was an ex-football, you know, played football in college or high school Mm -hmm. and football is his thing, you know, that, you know, this is his one thing that he really wants to do. Um, And you're a newlywed couple and on football Sunday, you're out on the street with your girlfriends. Maybe he want to be out with his dudes. Maybe, 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 but. I'm saying my advice, my piece of my my intentional advice is that couples from the beginning have to find commonalities. Like even if the commonalities aren't natural, you know, even if like I can't think like for our situation, I think the shopping piece is one thing. But I grew up with a single mom for many years, so I spent many a, a many a month an hour in King's Plaza in Brooklyn, many hour in A&S, in Associates, you know, A&P, whatever the name of the store is, Macy's. Um, so I had a certain sensibility to do that. And I wouldn't, you know, when you we would go out the beginning, I wouldn't be like, nah, you go ahead, I'm gonna stay here. Even though I really didn't want, like, if you would have asked me, I'm like, no, I'd rather, I'd rather not go, but I went because I knew that that was important for you and our relationship. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's just that's just this is series one of our conversation about relationships. I think this is something that we can continue to talk about. Something that we can, you know, relationships don't end. You know, even when relationships end, they don't end. Can I add one more thing? Okay. Really you had time, now you want to add it as I'm closing. But Go ahead. Go ahead. not adding to, um, this is like another thing and maybe it's, we don't want to make the episode too long, but I think it's, that wasn't me again. I think it's important um, that you have to understand and realize that you're merging. Um, I thought you were going to go here versus the other place, that mm. you're merging two people Ooh, yes. who didn't Should've grow up together. Should have gone there. Um that you may not have the same mm. values is too strong because you probably no, have yes. similar values, um, but you know you may do things differently. Um, for example, Mike leaves like okay. all cabinet doors open. Why is it make it personal? <laughs> <laughs> and that's just his thing. Everybody knows it. It's not a secret. I just want to make so, sure people know what's in the cabinets. 
So, you know, like you're, and you know, used to bug me, irritate me to no end. But now it's just sort of a thing. It's like, oh, Mike's been in the kitchen. So, um, 13 years later. <laughs> um, so, like, you're merging to people, you're merging to families. Um, sometimes in laws get involved, and, you know, it's not as, you know, add honey to the tea stir and it tastes delicious mm. um so you know there's a lot of like yes. things that you know you have to deal with that are external that are not that have are nothing to do not with the two people internal mm. um See? so i think that, that boom <laughs> i think that that all that other stuff for us was kind of like skating in the park um the external stuff was and we love our family so, you know, it's not bad at all. But, yeah, so. That's, that's, that's a great uh, plug. I don't even know the, the correct term, but that's a great plug for our next episode or whenever we come back together again is the relationship piece is one thing for the two people in the relationship, but what about all the extra-ish around you that you have to manage? And how should couples go about managing that? Parents are crazy, you know, we're parents now, so we understand, like, when it comes to your kids, you, you know, you're a little bit loco, and so we understand a little bit more now why our parents were a little bit loco, um, and why that took so much to get used to, um, so we're gonna talk about that, we're gonna talk about just other stuff, like, how do you manage a new relationship, and a new job, and, and a, a new baby, and a new, uh, remember that time you fell on the steps? <laughs> okay, we're gonna... <laughs> Where that's it's too real. That's still too real. It's been nine years, but it's too real right now. <laughs> because she wanted to get the baby. I was already up, and she gonna come and take me out and throw me down the steps. Okay, that's, that that's really what happened. That that's, is absolutely no. Not we're what gonna happened. save that. We're gonna save that. But what I want you to remember no, is that you that. threw me down the steps. Now people are gonna think I'm an abuser. <laughs> you threw me down the steps. I didn't. He Danielle fell threw me down, down the, steps. the steps, and I said, "Where's El? Oh, the baby." <laughs> Whatever. I'm okay. My leg healed. Uh, my leg's not broken. <laughs> no. Oh, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Danielle, for, for joining having us. Me on my show. On oh, your show. Sorry. Oh, oh my <laughs> slip. Do you see this? I wish there was a camera. It's because you hit me on the back too hard. I wish there was a camera because she just said this is her show. You see how I they said do? It was a Freudian. This is like this is the impact of Oprah. Like why she got called okay. my show now is her show. And I'm looking at the mic like it's a camera. I'm going to listen to Deepak. Um, but thank you, Danielle. I, re- I really, I love you, of course. And you know, I, I love having your energy on the show. Um, and I'm sweating because, like, it's a lot. Like, I'm really sweating Turn a lot. Turn you on. Stop. <laughs> um, uh, so thank you. Episode 9, The Idea of Manhood. I'm going to name this podcast later. Oh, that's a Joe Budden. That's the name of Joe Budden's podcast. I'll name this podcast later. <laughs> Sorry, that was me snoring. <laughs> Thank you for being here. The Idea of Manhood, theideamanhood.com, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Five mics and... Thanks for having me and supporting my lovely husband. That's enough. All right, bye. <laughs>